This is Lauren. This is Trey. And this is the Partnership Podcast. Partnership Podcast listeners, hello. It's me, Trey. Welcome. This week's episode, we're talking about drugs, specifically uh, my marijuana use and how it affects our relationship. And then we're going to get into Lauren's alcoholism. Enjoy. They're such sophisticated microphones. These $90 microphones are so sophisticated. I'm going to get it right today. I'm going to... Please. Look at that shit. Look at My that. audio is going to be pristine today. I, I know why you did it before is that you were like way, way, way back when you were too loud, but now you're not. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's always an exciting thing to me when I turn on the podcast to do my review before I put it out to the publics. And I never know where it's going to start. I'm always like, what part will be? Where will we begin? What part of the pre-part will will be included? You know what it is? It's easier when it's further away to constantly drink throughout this podcast. Yeah, you have to do it. And any pro podcaster knows that you need to be drinking and sneezing and sniffling throughout an entire episode of anything. What was that? I forgot to set my timer. So pardon me, our timer, our timer. I didn't sign a prenup. (laughs) Set my timer for 28 minutes. You can't, you can't do that afterwards. Do your impersonation of me again, please? No, it wasn't of you. It was of a stranger. It wasn't a stranger. It was a human who we were like, yeah, we didn't do a prenup. Why, why was that person even asking about a prenup? Anyway. Probably afraid for me. You should be afraid. Good morning, baby. Good morning, honey. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. We didn't do a prenup because we're going to make it. We're different. <laughs> so we, we were telling this, that person that we're going to do like a post-nup. We haven't gotten around we to it. We still have not done that, and that's the problem. We, we need life insurance. We need a post-nup. So I need to uh, redo the, uh, the crown molding on the bottom or the baseboards or something. Yeah. We got things to do. Yeah, I'm dropping balls. I've been drinking too much. Kombuchas, they'll get you. That's the thing. It's not even something cool like, uh, like uh, beer or whiskey. Jägermeister. It's 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 hard kombucha. <laughs> Just chugging hard kombucha. <laughs> Just walking around going blah. A lot of fun though. I got hammered and did yard work. So fun. Trey's get hammered is usually productive. It's kind of delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that sign? I had three also. Yeah. My hammered is like maybe four. Did I have four? You're such a petite man. I think I had man. three or four. You're a petite man. Yeah. So it doesn't take much to not get over. But then some people would just lay around. You sometimes do. I guess you'll sometimes do that, but hardly usually. Lay like, around? <laughs> if you... <laughs> you oh, you could say. You could say lay around. It's, I'm not... Your face I'm not though. taking words out of your mouth. I do what? I do what? I'm just. I'm trying to recall That's, the last time I got. No, like, it's not what I, I was trying to say. But I try so hard now not to paint you out to be a saint. So I was trying to. Thank you. I was really trying. Barely though. I'm a I piece of shit. Go back to sainthood. I'm a. I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> um. Yeah, you tend to get productive. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's what we're going to talk about today. The weed. Uh huh. And partners' habits and. Things that we choose to live with, things that we can't live with. Okay. Yeah, you feel comfortable doing that? Sure. And then I also, yeah, have been reading some fascinating books. 
I'm such a nerd for my work. <laughs> it's really nice. So I have other things that can weave themselves into this conversation if need be. But yeah, so gentle audience, we had somebody reach out and y'all can always do this too, to kind of on, you know, there was a topic that kind of came up in a podcast and then they said, hey, could you talk more about this? We love doing that um, because it gives us something to talk about. And that's how this podcast even started in the beginning. Dre and I just started talking about things long ago and enjoying our conversations. So do you want to take a drink of your water? Now you're like don't holding about, it. Don't worry about what's going on. Don't worry about over it's here. It's hard not to. Don't you worry I'm about me. I'm a visual learner. In my stuffs. I'm really visual. So I'll, I'll set this up. A couple of episodes back, um, we mentioned Trey and the weeds again. And... It's been kind of a common topic on this podcast, and we always kind of share openly about that. Um, Trey was raised in Southern California, and it's been legal. Weed has in California for a very long time. Maybe a decade now? Yeah. yeah. Maybe a little bit longer. Compared to Virginia. And yeah, but I think our audience has heard us go back and forth. You saying I'm not using it anymore. Mm -hmm. You saying I'm staying away. Sure. Yeah. And they're probably confused by me just being like, Okay. Okay. So I think this listener said, yeah, kind of how do I sit with that? Your usage of weed as a substance, how does it sit in my body? Great. We were both raised that it was a drug. 100%. Um, this I listener. had boomer parents and that was like, that's the, it, I was always told it was the gateway to, oh. you're basically going to be slamming heroin. 100%. Okay. We were told it was a gateway drug too. Yeah. 100%. Gateway drug was the term. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell us the story. When did little Trey LT. find this gateway drug? Uh, the very first, little Trey. I the very first time I ever... I'm just going to interrupt you the whole podcast, the whole time. It'll be a quick podcast. <laughs> it's his least favorite thing. Okay, tell me, story, little Trey. Uh, the very first time I smoked pot was in the sixth grade, which was way too soon. So I did it one time, and then I got really, really sleepy. And then the second time I did it was sophomore year of high school. So I think that's like 16 years of age, and I pretty much have been a weed smoker since I was 16. So I spent, yeah, my high school years basically getting high. I was like the getting high kid. I wasn't a tie-dye t-shirt getting high kid, but I was the getting high kid. Well, okay, so what were you though? Were you the, describe that high school, Trey. Paint the picture for our audience. Smoking weed, playing Madden, trying to finger women. In high school? Yeah. Okay. And that was, yeah. And then I, you know, I went to junior college because that, that's actually, a, that's the gateway. <laughs> that's the gateway. Madden. Your gateway is. You will be in yeah. Shout out to the 2002 Atlanta Falcons. That was Michael Vick's rookie year. <laughs> it, it helped me uh, make the man that I am today. Were you um, an athlete? Were you a skateboarder? What were you? I did run track. Yeah, I ran track. In high school? Uh-huh. I wasn't any good at it, but I ran track. I didn't I show didn't up. Know a lot. that you didn't show up a lot. Yeah, it was the that was oh the, like you could God. do that or go to PE, and so I chose track, but I I didn't show up a bunch. Was your weed smoking? Did it get in the way of you accomplishing uh, my uh, goals? Yeah, your goals. 
my goals. Yeah. Ooh, this answer could be no. I don't know. I I I never want went the route of like having good SAT scores. Um, I knew I was going to JC and then to get grades and then transfer into like a state school, Long Beach State. So my goals, uh, did it get in the way? Sure, I'm sure some of them, but not, no, not really, I guess. Was weed a part of the belonging in your friend group? 100%. How so? Well, just we're all faders. What does that mean? Faders are like, we're all smoking weed together. So, like, you build your friend group around what, like, like-minded ideals? Mm-hmm. So, like, all the friend group became, like, the weed-smoking guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there was one friend that kind of dropped off because he didn't want to do that. Okay, that's so what just, was just So, we hung out with him a lot less. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Because so, everything involves, like, when you're, like, a, a, like a weed-smoking teenager, I believe everything evolves around, like, getting high. Yeah. Uh, like, that's what I would think from the outside, but I don't know. It's your lived experience. Yeah. When would you get high? Like, I have a friend who would, like, get high in the garage before going to school yeah, as a teenager. That was, would we, you do that? It was me and Ryan. Uh, I won't say his last name, but, oh, these were the best. It was senior year, and he had, like, a red, like, Nissan truck or something. So we used to – we he used to pick me up, and then we used to get stoned before first period. It was the best. Sometimes we'd blow off first period and go get breakfast burritos. So how are you? Story oh, of been? my life. Da-na-na-na-na. That song was just playing on repeat. Really? No, I mean not really that song. But um it was great. We had a great time. You always refer to this time like like you're doing right now, whenever I've asked you the story, with fondness, not with any type of disdain towards teenage Trey. Why is that? I don't think I had a lot of disdain toward myself. I'm not sure. Uh-huh. I'd have to. I'd, yeah. It was. I had a great time. Yeah, just fucking around and it was fun. When did you start to see? Because I think this is fascinating developmentally, the natural consequences of it. And when did you start to shift your behaviors to? Oh, I have to do responsible things too. I was still getting high when I was doing, oh, I have to do responsible things. Too. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. How did you learn to, I, I don't know what you, how did a, you use? A big one for me was when I got into Long Beach State and my dad said, hey, I can help with the bills, but you have to maintain a 3.0 grade average. And that was the first time that anybody had ever said, you have to, you have to like, you have to maintain this in order to do it. So that was kind of a big turning point for me where I was like, okay, like this is, I get this if I get this. So, but no, mm-hmm. I never stopped mm-hmm. smoking weed. When did you get kicked out of the house? I got kicked out of the house at like nineteen. Tell because, that story, please. Yeah, well, I mean, it was my mother and I. I. I got raised by, you know, a boomer parent, single parent. She dealt with a lot of anger and rage, and I believe she was diagnosed bipolar. So I was caught a couple of times smoking weed by her and event yeah eventually she just kicked me out of the house was Was it it, weed related no i don't think it was weed related it was like i'm not gonna do what you say i'm gonna do which is a completely natural consequence of like okay that's fine you can go Mm -hmm. so that was a that was one of the best things she ever did for me because it lit a fire under my ass like i had to i had to support myself i had to go 
you know, find roommates. Um, I had to kind of reconnect with my father because he was helping me financially. I had to grow up mm-hmm. versus like live with my mom. Do you? And our relationship actually got better because once I was under, I was out under her roof. It was no longer her rule. So we actually, we started kind of talking as um, equals. Like adults. Like yeah, like adults, adults for the yeah, first time. Yeah. Who were choosing different things. You're too far away from the I mic I was now. sitting You're back. too far away from the mic. Do you ever wonder if there had been some more natural consequences earlier on, if it would have changed a route? Like getting screamed at? No, no, I, no, 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 no. Good natural consequences, not getting screamed at. I am sorry. Let me differentiate. Sure. Not the screaming. Uh-huh. Just a simple because you you said that those two things were when very it comes motivating. To pot? I, I don't know. Like, yeah, if there had been some more, like, if you had had to get different grades in order to blah blah blah. I'm not sure about that, okay. but it reminds me of I went to weed as a soothing mechanism Mm -hmm. where weed became soothing for me and i remember this one time and i could drive at this time too so i was i was a teenager where we got into such a fight or i was i was screamed at so much and then the resolution was finally like i was there was a resolution i was kind of allowed to leave and i remember like maybe shaking And then the weed helped so much as far as just I'm able to turn off. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Mm -hmm. And what I'm doing is I'm, I'm, I'm starting to build a meditation practice. And in this meditation practice, it distinguishes between the body and the mind. Where sometimes the body takes over for the mind. And then that's where we fall into these habits that are destructive Mm -hmm. because it's soothing. Right. The couch and the chocolate and the alcohol Mm -hmm. and the TV Mm -hmm. versus all of the other things that are good for you, but you don't get to do those things because the body knows that. And it's like, hey, relax. This is going to help you mind. Even though the mind's kind of fighting against it, the body takes over. So for me, yeah, weed is something definitely that I I know as a soothing mechanism and a way to turn off. And there are also studies where you, you can, for some people, because it's, it's never one size fits all, but marijuana helps alpha waves. Mm-hmm. And alpha waves are very similar to getting into the zone mm-hmm. where things now become easy and you're, you're almost going on, on instinct or... So anyway, yeah. So we now is much more interesting than it than uh-huh, what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah. I I'm gonna jump forward and then I want to come back with some more questions. Are you okay with this question? Of this course. is like we flipped chairs. You're Happily. usually the question asker. Happily this is just love. fascinating to me. Um I think that if you did the same thing now, if you if we had a you know, a a time of conflict and instead of resolving the conflict you went and got high there would be some this really we wouldn't even be in this relationship if you didn't know how to resolve conflict Mm -hmm. and instead couldn't wait to get to the weed or even after we'd resolved a conflict instead of having a beautiful sexual encounter or taking a walk together some of the other repair tools that we use to 
quote Emily Nagoski, complete the stress response cycle, which is what your body wanted to do. So going back in time now, after that argument, when you were shaking, that's the body's natural response. So they've done the studies on like a gazelle that's scared that she's going to get eaten by the tiger and they freeze. And then after the threat goes away, their whole bodies shake and then they start to run. They start to get this out of their system. It's so important to complete that stress response cycle. If we don't, that gets stuck in our bodies. And movement's good. A walk is good. Laughter is good. Reconnection, usually movement, usually movement of sometimes. There's a study that shows a like 15 second hug, like just standing still. Your feet have to be planted on the ground, but just regulating, co-regulating with another body. If I, in this adult relationship with adult Trey, saw that your coping skills were still at high school or Mm, pre-college, that would have been a deal breaker for me. Same here. Deal breaker. Not because I wouldn't love you as a human who is designed by a creator. (laughs) Like, not because of that. Because that would not be healthy for me to enter into relationship with. I don't see you do that. Um, Yeah. How did, though, like, were there any other ways, I want you to go back to, like, junior college type of times, college times, were there any ways that we'd ever did get in the way? Sure. Okay, how so? Oh, yeah, where it's, like, oh, yeah, where it was, um, and I still have to watch this pattern where it's, like, weed then porn then like video games and then like hey it's five or six hours later and that's what i've done with my day and then it's feeling guilty about not being productive that's a that's definitely a hole Mm -hmm. a trap Mm -hmm. that i can fall into Mm -hmm. yeah which for you then leads to a lot of criticism oh yeah a lot of criticism and yeah, I'm really hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And then say when I was working in a restaurant, I would like, I don't want to go in. I, plus, I fucking hated that job. So it's like, I don't want to go in there. I'm going to call out. I'm going to do this instead because this is so much more entertaining. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like getting high video games. Right. Sure. Okay. Play this through with me. Is there ever a time and place where it's appropriate to do that? To, can you ever, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. If it's the way I see it of, um, say if you do the hard thing or the hard things, or if you, you do all these things on your checklist, and then this is kind of the reward mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can be a thing. Mm-hmm. I know there are, yeah. there are certain people that kind of <laughs> go against it. I don't know. This is, this is just for me. Um, I tend not to mix it all together now. Mm-hmm. That's what's really been the secret sauce for me, mm-hmm. where it's it's like, okay, if you want to get high, then you're going to get your workout in, then you're going to get out the door, and then this is the agreement. Like, after your workout, you don't go to the cookies. You're going to eat your meat and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So it's... <laughs> I don't fall down all the stairs now. <laughs> One after the other. <laughs> Because a big thing for me is, um, oh, yeah, it was like get high, then Del Taco at like 1130 at night. And then I'm eating $17 worth of Del Taco, which is all the Del Taco. So much Del Taco. Yeah. So um, for us East Coasters, that's Taco Bell. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a um, 
so that's that's kind of the sweet spot for me. Am I perfect all the time? Fuck no. But that is what works for me where I make agreements that I've, if I'm going to do this, because, I mean, guys, I like getting high in the morning. That's that's where I, that's my tingle time. Okay, we know the gentle audience knows. That's yeah. your t- favorite time for all of the pleasure. Yeah, the and morning. I, yeah, in the morning, and then my amount is actually very little. Where mm-hmm. I'll take a hit or two. Mm-hmm. Like I've got a pipe. I smoke flour. I take a hit or two. Mm-hmm. Say in the evenings, uh, if I want to, I'll go to a gummy, where I have these, yeah. and it's so nice now because everything's regulated. Yeah. Where it's it's not like hey surprise what what is this it's all regulated and you can you can um, guess your high just like you you drink a, a glass of wine or have a beer so yeah I, I go to a gummy at either two and a half milligrams which is some people won't even feel that or five mm-hmm. and that's really my sweet spot is five milligrams of a gummy and then I prefer sativa. Mm-hmm. Indica is in the couch. Sativa is, I don't know, out of the couch. So sativa is more like a kind of an uppity, talkative, kind of a coffee high, where indica is more of a body, like you really, you, you get in your high. So that's that's my glass slipper. When you have been on kicks where you don't want to use weed anymore, mm-hmm. where is that coming from? Where is that desire coming from? It's coming from the discipline of... What is it like on the other side? And then what is it like to say no to the body when the body starts to rage? So what is it like to say, uh-uh, not right now? And the body's like, what the fuck? It's a drug. There's no physical withdrawal. There's definitely a mental withdrawal for me. Definitely. Because that little voice is like, oh, you get high right now. It's like, What's the next three hours look like? Oh, this would be a lot more fun if you're stoned. So it's quieting that voice and then pushing through certain barriers. And I think it's necessary Hmm. to take long-term breaks. I really do think Hmm. it's necessary. Because I I need my mind to actually kind of control everything versus the body. And it's, geez, yeah, I hate to say it. I mean, I haven't mastered shit when it comes to that. So it is a constant battle. Not a battle. I don't want want to use these war terms. But it's a... um, it's a practice and it's a dedication because I'm trying to get really strong mentally now for what I want to do. Do you think it's ever gotten in the way weed of our communication, our relations, our, who we are as a unit? I'll answer, and then I, I want to. I'm very interested in what you have to say about that. Mm, I don't necessarily like getting stoned around you because I get self conscious about my words, and then I was like, and then it's like, ooh, now I'm goofy, and then it's also something very juvenile because I started when I was a juvenile, where it's like I don't want her to look at me like I'm a 16 year old. I want her to look at me like a man and a partner and like a provider. So I do feel the sense of self consciousness on actually on flower. On gummies, a lot less. Mm-hmm. I do better on gummies, but I prefer flour right. because I like the the I like the um the whole I like the lighter and I like burning it and I like it's I ritual. like yeah ritual. I love my little ritual, mm-hmm. but um yeah so I I do get self conscious around you being high for sure and mm-hmm. it's nothing that you've done and you don't put any kind of negativity on me and you're like whatever but yes go ahead. Your well, turn. 
has it have you ever used it i will answer the question i promise um to avoid a conflict resolution with us no why did you say it so much like that why because i think that's a bad thing why? I think it's a negative thing to go to 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 avoid no like weed no maybe i mean have i no you haven't i'm just okay. trying to it's like am i have i been caught <laughs> like, you have trey you fuck um no, I'd Why rather... Why would you not? Because I want to address conflicts with you and then be happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's our job. We're getting so good at it, too. Yeah. I don't want to go... When it comes to... No, I want to. I want you and me to soothe each other. I don't mm-hmm. want to go to some outside source. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My most important job is to, well, I mean, fuck, take care of you. So, especially since I don't have a prenup. Dun, dun, dun. Gotta change that. I have so many things Edit. to change. Edit that out. Uh, yeah, I don't, th- this has gotten me thinking since this human asked about, um, yeah, about weed. I have never had it negatively affect my human now, my humanness, my who I am as a contained human. I think that it would be a different, there would be so many more conversations going on if it was. I, I don't know. There, I, I remember one instance, <laughs> height of the pandemic, <laughs> you got high in the morning and we were living in separate places. We met to take a walk down to a coffee shop with the baby. And she and I were singing um, a song from Six, the musical, and on kind of repeat. And everybody was just, right, we're all just burnt out at this time. And... She was saying a line that like had hell in it or had a word in it or a curse word or something. And I am sure, because now I know you so much better, that if ever you criticize on the outside, it's because you're criticizing on the inside. So you you were in a negative space, I could tell, and I wasn't going to try to fix it because we've never done that for each other. (laughs) But you snapped at her. And... I think that's what you're saying about the when you're on flower and it's earlier in the day type of thing. And we talked about it later. We talked about it later. And I said, like, I, I literally don't care what you do with your own body, right? Like, I'll make those own decisions. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to do what you do. And then I'll make my decisions about it. But I don't feel comfortable with that. We were singing a song and playing. And it was obviously frustrating you. <laughs> My adrenals were flying that day. That's when I saved that dog. Is that the same day? You same think? day. That was like uh, an hour before because I got home. Mm-hmm. I, I was walking on the train tracks and there was a dog that was whining maybe, I don't know, 50 feet up. So I climbed up, grabbed the dog. The dog hadn't eaten in days. And then it was trapped in this little area. And, it, and so we had to, I had to like throw it across water and stuff. It was very fucking dangerous. And then... The dog went right back up the hill instead of walk out with me on the train tracks to go, like, find his home and his owner. And the dog ended up, like, they posted on Facebook that, hey, we found the dog. It came back. Um, But I got that dog off the, Mm -hmm. yeah, cut my leg up, dirty everywhere, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and the ego's mad because the owners never i think i asked to see the dog again and they never like reached out mm-hmm. yeah yeah it was an interesting day for you that was like yeah that should be a journaling and then the dog didn't stick around to thank me yeah, either no. because it went right back up the fucking hill and i'm like i can't you know mm-hmm. i mean i'm glad the dog's okay but like fucking dog never thanked me then the owners never thanked me and you were high like i don't think you were in your right like you weren't i don't want to say right mind that's the wrong word um there was not like a grounded experience right you were doing all these things under the influence of a substance which is interesting like just interesting that was an interesting day and uh i wasn't no i like me yeah snapping at the baby for singing song lyrics was not no i'm not proud of that but isn't it amazing that that is the only time I can recall, honey? That that was, I know that's very uncomfortable mm-hmm. for you. It's not, that is not your MO. It was so out of character for sure. you that if, the reason I brought it up is because if that was typical or even occasional, it would be a no-go for me. I'm trying, yep. I am to the point I am trying to get across right now is that when we mention your substance use on this podcast, which we never mentioned my substance use, which is 100% alcohol, mm-hmm. right? Like I, there is, they are the same. They are both a substance. Um, I, I want it to be very clear that there are things that are not okay when people are mm-hmm. under the influence of a substance we are impaired in some way, shape, or form, and we need to be mindful. And especially I needed to be mindful because I was bringing you into the life of a little human, um, a little human whom had been around alcoholism. Yes. Um, I wasn't going down that path again. I, for you with this, with your use of this substance, yeah, you have never used it to cope through mm-hmm. an argument with us. Always there is resolution. I don't even remember a time where we've resolved a conflict and then you've gone to weed. I know your first instinct is to repair, rebuild, reconnect. Sometimes there's play. Like, I, no, you do not do that. That also would have been a yellow light for me like a hmm why is this happening Mm -mm. and it would have been a yellow light for me had I witnessed you not having motivation not having purpose not having missions not being able to accomplish the things that you set out your mind to do being able to provide for the family too yeah Yeah. I think I'd be like no thanks taking care of myself yeah if that's just not of interest to me. But this is the thing that I love to teach as a sexuality educator, but that I had to teach myself first. Like the reason I teach it is because it was a lesson here. It is my responsibility and my responsibility alone to watch and decide whether or not I care to be in relationship with people. It is not my responsibility to control the behaviors of another person. Nope. Non-consensual. Is it okay to say somebody that you're in a relationship with, like, hey, if you can keep doing this if you want to, but this is a deal breaker for me. Yep. That's okay to say. Yep. Because we've both in, 
I, I was never in a 10-year relationship, like a marriage with dealing with alcoholism, but I had a past partner where mm -hmm. that was one of the catalysts that finally I said, no more, yeah. was alcoholism. Yeah. And then I, I started to enable it where I was the one buying it yeah. and bringing it back to the house. And I, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I then finally had to say no more. Yeah. Let's toss that back then because I, yeah, love wine, hard kombucha, mm -hmm. beer. Not, not as much hard liquor, but I do love a beautifully done mixed yeah. drink. Yeah. yeah. But hard liquor, I don't know. Um, let's, let's be really clear here and toss it back. Does the, my use bother you? Talk to me about that and why or why not? Because I think it's the same thing. I, that's what I want to draw this line to sure. is that your weed is not more naughty than my drinking wine. Okay. Thanks. So that's no. And I don't like that. I don't like this like hierarchy of. Cool. Thank you. Um, no, I, I've never had an inkling of an issue. You'll have maybe three drinks over maybe three or four hours. I've never seen you drunk. I know you've thrown up one time. I don't remember you actually being intoxicated. That was so weird. I you don't yeah, you don't start slurring your words. Um, you're not annoying. I think being annoying is a big like <laughs> <laughs> that's a big red flag of like, hey, you need to knock it off where it's like, God, this guy sucks. Mm -hmm. Like when you're a bad drunk mm -hmm. uh, or you or you start criticizing or you get really self-critical of yourself, but really it's just a reflection of criticizing. No, I was drunk last night. That was me pretty, I was on a good one. What was, how was I? Nothing, you're just more friendly. You're, you're not drunk either. You're the you're, best, babe. I'll I fucking love yeah, you. You're, you're buzzed. I I know it feels probably like a little chaos inside your mind and your body. And Correct. so that's when you're like, no. A little self, more, more self-critical. And, and I think that's it's more self-aware. Probably why we both stop because I don't like that feeling at all. That is not... I, I'm not, I don't have any desire to drink to escape this life that I'm in. Mm -hmm. I love this life that we're building so much. Sorry. Thanks so, 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 so much. I love my work and you and my human and my friends. And no, no, I don't, I don't want to drink to black out and go to sleep. I don't want, sure. I, uh-uh. Last night is about as far, like it's about as yeah, heavy as just, I go. How, how am I? You're very friendly. That is all you are. Okay. Like more friendly than normal, Trey. And only maybe I would know that because you're just you're pretty introverted. And so you're just a little more friendly. Um, be, and that is how substances help people sometimes. They release inhibitions. And so your inhibitions go down. And then what people don't see is like the like, I think your crashes, babe, are not as much crashes from alcohol i think they are um social battery crashes too <laughs> so like when i came home from my friends that i went to and then came home you were in bed with like an eye mask on yeah i, was I think that that is some from the substance but mostly from like wow i just over peopled what was it like 9 30 you're just laying in the <sighs> like yeah. i can't do it it's fucking done yeah so i will see you over people for your normal self and then you usually crash pretty hard but then that's all um, but what about me? Do you see any? 
No change. Would honey. there be a deal Zero breaker? Change. So kind of like I was saying, if you were using weed to cope with our relationship. Uh-huh. Whoa, that would be a different story. Sure. I was using weed to cope with the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, I think so a lot of people are using a lot of substances to cope with that. If you were starting to, on a nightly basis, slur your words, mm-hmm. be unreliable, start sleeping in, start missing work, start not being able to pick up the baby, uh, start dropping balls like that, stop working out, and then you're just going to booze or whatever substance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. I'd have to uh, metaphorically shake you. Mm-hmm. Not physically, though. Mm-hmm. I would never say that Well, actually, let's push in. I don't think you should do that. I mean, you shouldn't shake anybody. I think it should have a consequence of... Because you couldn't fix that. If I'm doing that, that is self-sabotage. Jeez, yeah, because I'd want to fix it. Yep. That'd be like, hey, you, yep. I'd have to, like, babe, you to need say, to snap the fuck out of yeah. this. You're fucking up. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. And That's a hard conversation, too. Fuck. That's like a, I can't be around this. Yes, I've been around this before, and we have trauma yes, when it comes do. to that. Yes, we do. So I'm, yeah, I'm hyper aware that... Mm-hmm. I don't repeat the same patterns that trigger you. Hyper aware. Yeah. It's part of partnership. Yeah. We choose partnership. We're also choosing people that come with their own lived experiences and traumatic experiences. And to say, well, that can't affect you in this space is to not be trauma informed inside a partnership. And I have no tolerance for it. I came up in a wacky world that ended up putting me in a marriage with a gay guy for a decade who used alcohol to cope with his attraction that is an experience that i have yeah i i can continue to heal myself my responsibility but to have a partner who's like well i don't give a shit i'm gonna treat you however i want to treat you would not be okay i can do that i just gotta leave yeah <laughs> yeah you can do that just over there yeah mm-hmm. and you can get hammered every night and like sleep in start neglecting your family just over there yeah, yeah you can't do it yeah and sadly I think we... I'd have to get somebody taller than you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. With a better sense of humor. Fuck. Fuck. You're so funny, honey. Fuck. Taller, more athletic. Oh, my God. We laid in bed. It is hot, though. We laid in bed laughing. Like trying to upgrade you? That is a hot yeah. concept. I'll just put on taller heels. <laughs> she wins. Checkmate. <laughs> Do you remember how we laid in bed the other night laughing? For yeah, like, we just goofed for like an hour. So fun. So I had the worst farts. <laughs> like when I went to the bathroom and I came back in our room, and we have a big room. It was, room was noticeably huge. more pleasant in the bathroom than it was. In our, it smelled so bad. And I had beef jerky like nine hours prior, and then I was getting beef jerky farts. It was so disgusting, but it was so funny. We were just goofing. Partnership. It was great. And th- that was like the best part of my week, maybe. Mm-hmm. Just like you and me in bed, just kind of laughing our asses off and poking each other and me just blowing farts. Oh I had to watch it where I was like, I can't, I didn't have underwear on, I sleep in the buff. So yeah, I had to watch shitting the bed. And you almost thought I shit the bed I that did. one there time. Was, there was some really. And I had to one. check, I had to do a poop check. <laughs> was poop check clear. I didn't shit. I'm, I'm a responsible man. I did not shit. In the, in the sheets. So, so, so. It was so bad. 
You're covering your nose. I was, I was like trying to mouth breathe. It was so bad. When you do that, though, that is kind of a challenge. Yeah, that is that is a bit of a challenge where it's like create more, Trey. She's trying to escape, create more. It was the best. And I think actually it's a great little button for this whole conversation that we are each responsible for our own selves. And that is what creates interdependence inside of this relationship. It's what creates autonomy. It is required for me to continue to respect you and want to date you inside of this partnership. I, I'm sure that I align a lot with like this thing called sapiosexuality, which is that my mind is attracted to you and my body follows. If my mind was not intrigued by who you are, there would be some problems. And my mind is endlessly intrigued with you, my love. Endlessly. And if a substance, any substance, was getting in the way of you pursuing growth, the next level of yourself, your dreams, your goals, your missions, your purposes, I don't know if we'd be here. I don't know if we'd be here because that's my responsibility to know about myself what I need. And a need, someone who tickles my fancy, someone who... I can't wait to check in with and like for them to tell me about their latest acupuncture thing. Um, acupuncture is the shit, by the way, people. <laughs> this is his new rabbit hole. I fucking hate needles and it doesn't feel good, but God, you feel good afterward. It's the shit. So I think we throw out weed on here sometimes and we don't praise you a lot because you hate it. Um, but I need our audience to know that... Yeah, substances. And one of my dear colleagues says that anything can be medicine and anything can be poison. Correct. Both of our substances of choice, alcohol and marijuana, could be medicine legitimately, right? I worked with a midwife for years and years where if a woman went into early labor and we needed to calm her down because early labor can last forever, fully pregnant woman, we would recommend a glass of wine in a bath to calm her. And many people would be like, what? Alcohol and pregnancy? No, alcohol can be medicine. It's this culture that we have a really hard time moderating our use of things. A lot of other European cultures have been doing a much better job of this for a much longer time. I disagree with that, but go ahead. <laughs> medicine and poison. If you were using weed marijuana mm -hmm. as poison to distract you from this life that we are building and creating here would be a different story which is probably why i don't give a shit when you're like i'm not gonna smoke weed anymore i'm like okay and then you're like i'm smoking weed now mm, three I'm hours like, later oh, yeah. okay mm -hmm. it it seems secondary to me or maybe tertiary <laughs> Your favorite word. <laughs> I must say tertiary. Y'all, if you're not watching the video, you need to watch that little clip. Because it's it's just a piece of the puzzle of you. And if it's getting you to where you want to go to not smoke weed for a little bit, great. If it's helping you get where you want to go to bring weed back into your world for a little bit, great. I literally don't give a shit. 
What I give a shit about is the outcome. And that guy I'm endlessly in love with, the one who takes days off from his goals and then the one who gets right back on the train and pursues them. Mm-mm, not my job to babysit you. That's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I, I don't fix you. No. It's not my job to fix you. It's my job to support you. And then like when, I, uh, when I'm invited in like to give advice and then when I'm not, just to listen. I'm good with that. Yeah, I, like I love my life. And you're the best. Honk. Later. Later. Good. Mwah. Love you. I love you. Do my end thing. Do your magic on the end. I'm going to get on my phone. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Partnership Podcast. If you're still here at the end, you're super special. If you want to work through things like this and your partnership, you can go to www. That was too many W's. Sexedforyou.com forward slash free consult. And you and I can chat about the things that are coming up in your partnership and how you might want to handle them. Why are you laughing so much? Because somebody entering uh, four W's and saying this lady's full of shit is the funniest thing. It's like, fuck both of these people. I I can't even get to their website. Um, Remember, this is a perfect example of one of these. This is not a how-to podcast. This is a how-we podcast. Trey tried to say this many times, but substances especially are a very tricky thing. We are not medical doctors. I do not know your life. He does not know your life. Please do not take this as like a suggestion for how you should manage your substances. That's not what this is. Also, the opinions on this podcast are our opinions. Please Please form your own. This is not meant to be some Sunday school class with Lauren and Trey. Wrap it up. That's not it. Have a great day. Like, follow, subscribe. It helps us on the Spotify's. We get $5 every few months. It's great. Thank you for being here. Seriously, have a wonderful rest of your day. (laughs) It's so good, babe. Yeah, so good. Okay. I gotta go. Bye. Love you, bye. Love you, bye. Ugh.